Maloka and the time is now. Uh, the time is 14 minutes past 11 and we're going to throw forward to the Macau Grand Prix, which is coming up this weekend. And uh, our motor racing correspondent, Tim Huxley, uh, is with us. Tim, uh, good morning. How are you? Good morning, James. I'm great, thanks. Good, and I'm sure you're revved and ready for the for the Grand Prix over the weekend. It's quite exciting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, third weekend in November is always a, a really special weekend for anybody who's got even a passing interest in motor racing. Uh, you know, back to Macau, it's, uh, it's a great, great racetrack. I mean, so many drivers have really missed out on this for the last couple of years. But for those who are there... Uh, it's it's just a great opportunity to show their skills and to really relish uh, what is still considered by so many people, even the top Formula One drivers, as their favourite circuit in all the world. Well, we're le- we're losing you a little bit there, Tim. Maybe just um, just move move slightly. Um, give us a roundup of the week of the weekend's events. You know how how is it going to play out between now and Sunday? Well, yesterday we had uh, the practice sessions when people are sort of getting acclimatized to the track. Today, it's the qualifying, uh, which decides your starting position for the races, which are over Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Most of the classes have two races. Uh, Qualifying is really, really intense because you need a good position in Macau because it is actually very difficult to overtake there. And then we just, for instance, had the qualifying for the GT Cup race, which is going to be one of the absolute highlights. Uh, This is for uh, big sports cars. You know, these are AMG Mercedes, Audi R8s, Porsches, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, real exotica. Uh, and that we've just had the qualifying there. And the really important thing, and I think this is it's great news, is that we've got more of the sort of top line Europeans coming back out to Macau. They're willing to put up with uh, this sort of abbreviated quarantine, etc. So we've got several of the big stars, you know, Eduardo Mortara, who's won the GT race four times and the Grand Prix twice, uh, Amaro, Engel, uh, and in these really spectacular big sports cars. And just to show how competitive it is, in qualifying, first qualifying, which finished uh, just a few minutes ago, uh, Mauro Engel in a Mercedes beat Alessandro Imperatore. Both of these guys have won it before. He beat Imperatore by five hundredths of a second. Wow. Which over three and a half miles is not bad. That is close. So you've got to have a real titanic battle here. And you've got other drivers there, including Hong Kong's Daryl O. Young, who won it last year. He's well up there as well in the Mercedes. So that is going to be a truly spectacular race. Uh, the final qualifying session is at 4.30 this afternoon. And the first race is at 10 past three tomorrow. And they're really going to be worth watching because seeing these big cars being hustled around the twists and turns of Macau, I, in my mind, it's one of the greatest sights in motor racing. Give us a sense. see a GT car going around Macau any day than a Formula One car going around Monaco. <laughs> Absolutely. Give us a sense of the track, uh, Tim. You said um, it's very difficult to overtake, so I guess that makes it quite difficult to win the race, really, if you're, if you're up the back. Um, you know, what, well, what, what, uh, from the back, it's, it's a real challenge. Uh, I mean, it's, it, obviously, it starts. I mean, for those of us who we can still remember Macau, we all want to go back there. Uh, but uh, it starts down by the ferry terminal with this long, long blast all the way down to Lisboa, which includes the Mandarin Bend, 
outside the, what is now the Grand Lapa Hotel. Mm. And as you go past that, and that's absolutely flat out. So they'll be doing, in a GT car, you're doing well over 150 miles an hour there. Uh, and it's blind, and there's a big bump in the middle. So you go down that, down to Lisboa, then it's a tight right, and then it's into the twisty section through the mountain, where it's virtually impossible to overtake. But if you have a clear run, you can make up a lot of time. And that is where the real Macau pros come in. Uh, you can see, I mean, somebody like, you know, touring car driver Rob Huff, who's won this race 11 times. Uh, he's back out here. And seeing he can probably take three or four seconds out of many of the opposition through that twisty uh, section in the mountain. And then you go down to the Melco hairpin, which is the tightest corner in motor racing. You're not allowed to overtake there because it's as good as impossible. And you go around that and then it's back down onto the really long blast all the way back down to the start finish line and onto starting another lap and down towards Lisboa. And it's very important as you exit that hairpin, uh, you, you are really setting yourself up for the fast part of the circuit. So there is nowhere where you can really make a mistake. And, of course, you've got the walls there. Uh, it's a, it is really... We've already seen quite a few guys sort of in the wall. Uh, and, um, you know, what, another great thing this year is that we've got the motorbikes back. Uh, I mean, we've got not so many of the big stars from the past, you know, the multiple winners like Michael Rutter and Peter Hickman, but a good bunch of guys out some very experienced, some not so experienced, including we've got a bit of history being made this weekend in that we got the first ever female rider in the Motorbike Grand Prix. Wow. Yes. I mean, that's Dutch racer Nadi Schutz. Uh, she's taking part in the Kawasaki Z ZX-10. And so she's been getting used to the track. Uh, probably had a bit of a scare yesterday when coming out of the hairpin, she brushed the wall, but she managed to stay upright uh, and so she's getting a bit faster with each lap that she does. Um, and after qualifying this morning, she's in 13th place. Uh, and she's got another chance to improve on that this afternoon. But it's it's great. You know, new people coming. Uh, fantastic uh, to see more female participation at this level. And uh, we wish her well. Yeah, great. Congratulations to her. It's really good news. Yeah, I mean, she was due to come out about four years ago. Unfortunately, she was injured just before the race, so she couldn't do it. But this has definitely fulfilled an ambition. I mean, she said, uh, this is just, it just, just looks such a cool track. I really want to do this and the Isle of Man TT. So welcome to her and uh, best of luck for that. Is it a dangerous track, um, would you say then, Tim, you know, compared to, to other tracks around the world? Uh in a nutshell, yes, yes, it is dangerous because there's no runoff area. It's not like some of these modern tracks you get, especially in the Middle East, where you've got acres of runoff. And if you go off, then you're not going to hit anything. Mm. Here, uh, if you do go off, then you're going to hit something. And uh, as uh, one veteran Macau racer, Richard Mines, once described, uh, there's no such thing as a small accident in Macau. Right, right, yeah, terrible, 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 terrible. Um, but it... it's, uh, I mean, it has actually got, it's got not a bad safety record, and hopefully we'll have a uh, safe, entertaining, uh, and exciting weekend ahead. And how how much is is 
a Grand Prix like the Macau Grand Prix, the training ground perhaps for future Formula One drivers? You know, there have been a few over the years that have come through, right? Well, over the last couple of years, when uh, we haven't been able to have the headline Formula Three Grand Prix, we haven't had so many of the top young guys from Europe coming out. <coughs> that race is mainly for... Uh, it's for Formula Four cars, mainly racing in the Chinese championship. And whilst they're very accomplished drivers, it's unknown whether they'll sort of, they've really got to go to Europe and face up to the competition there. But in terms of training, absolutely. I mean, I think that uh, almost every single Formula One driver I've seen race in Macau. And the Macau graduates uh, have really made their mark. I mean, we a couple of weeks ago, we had another uh ex macau racer george russell win his first grand prix uh george he was out here in 2016 uh he did one visit to macau put the car on pole position his um his driver coach uh was a chap called danny watts who's a very accomplished sports car driver and danny said that was actually i think the perfect lap round macau i mean george just absolutely nailed it right so and then of course Lewis Hamilton, Sebastian Vettel, uh, all, all of Max Verstappen, they've all raced in Macau, and they all love it. I mean, Daniel Ricciardo, who's uh, finishing his Formula One career uh, this weekend, he, uh, he always said, if there's one track I could return to, it would be Macau. So it is definitely the training ground for the future, and it's going to continue to produce uh, top-line drivers. I mean, it's uh, uh, people like George Russell adding to that long list of uh, former Macau drivers who have gone on to win Grand Prix. I mean, it's a bit like Radio Hong Kong, isn't it? I mean, RTHK, the hits just keep on coming. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a fun weekend and we and we should be focused on uh, well, 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon when the races kick off, yeah? Uh, well, no, the races can actually kick off early tomorrow morning. Mm. Uh, the, uh, uh, the, the first, I mean, it's, it's, you've got to be up bright and early. Uh, the uh, first race is actually at 25 past eight in the morning, which is the Road Sport Challenge, which is uh, a lot of the local guys uh, in their Mitsubishi Lancers, etc. Uh, and so it uh, starts at 8.25. They actually have to sort of have everything done by about five o'clock because the sun begins to go down. And as you head towards Lisboa at 160 miles an hour, having the sun in your eyes is uh, just another added risk you don't want. Well, we wait with interest. And Formula One going well at the moment. Where are we with Formula One at the moment, Tim? You're always on top of this stuff. Well, we've got one race to go. Um, there's uh, uh, That'll bring the season to an end. Uh, as I said, Brazil, George Russell, he scored his first win of the year uh, in Abu Dhabi coming up. Uh, that's going to be uh, that's this weekend. And that's going to be an interesting one. I mean, if Lewis Hamilton doesn't win, in Abu Dhabi, and he might do because the Mercedes seems to have really come on song lately. Uh, if he doesn't win in Macau, that'll be the first time he's, in his career he's gone a full year without winning a Grand Prix, which is a pretty amazing record. But uh, who is going to win? Well, I think it's all getting a bit tighter at the top now. I mean, Mercedes, they are 1-2 in Brazil. Uh, Red Bull, they... And they've got a lot of internal friction in their team. A bit of a falling out between uh, Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen after Brazil. Uh, and so there, and there's a big fight on between uh, Sergio Perez and Charles Leclerc for second in the championship. Verstappen's already won it at a bit of a canter. So 
you know, yeah, there's plenty to play for, and uh, that that should be quite a dramatic race. But there's one thing I can tell you: Abu Dhabi, it's got nothing. It's in terms of a racetrack, it's nothing like Macau. If you right. want to see spectacular <laughs> motor racing. Tune in to the Macau Grand Prix. And we will indeed. And uh, throughout the uh, weekend, uh, our motor racing correspondent, Tim Huxley, will be reporting on the Macau Grand Prix. He is our pet petrol head indeed, aren't you, Tim? Thank you very much. <laughs> I couldn't ask for a nicer compliment. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Speak soon. Bye.